Welcome to the Insight Through Experience podcast, a podcast created to provide information about what life is like inside the most specialized special tactics organization in the U.S. Air Force. In these episodes, we'll be bringing you the experiences from many of our experts, ranging from our human performance optimization staff, our combat mission supporters, as well as our special warfare operators. Our main objective with these podcasts are to provide the listener with a unique look inside our culture of excellence in hopes that you will make the 724 a future career goal. Now sit back, relax, take some notes, prepare to hear from some of the Air Force's finest. Thank you for joining us on the Insight Through Experience podcast. All right, welcome back to the Insight Through Experience podcast, everybody. This week we're bringing you a special episode that I've been wanting to do for a year or two, and that's to get some spouses um, who have been around the organization for a long time to come in and answer some questions uh, to provide all of you that are thinking about making this a future assignment or for those who are PCSing here in the near future some of those answers to questions that you are wondering yourself you just had nobody to ask so this week we have three spouses coming in Um, we asked them a whole host of questions and their answers are absolutely fabulous and should help out something else that's important from this week is we didn't come into this saying hey let's let's see how we can build up a bunch of flowery positive answers and not provide any real data out to the audience A lot of the answers that they give are raw. You can feel the emotion behind them. And uh, they pretty much just try to elaborate their experience to the highs and the lows of an assignment up here at the 724. So it's a really good interview, really good episode. And I just want to give all three of these ladies another shout out uh, for sitting down with us and telling us about the realities of being a spouse at the 724. All right, y'all. Enjoy the episode. Let's do it. everybody we have with us sarah lauren and rachel this week uh first thing ladies i'd like for you to do if you would is just give us a brief introduction about yourself your family and how long you've been here at the 724. awesome hey everyone my name is sarah um i'm originally from pittsburgh pennsylvania and i stay at home with my two boys i've got an 11 year old almost and an eight year old um my husband's at pj here and we have been married, it'll be 13 years in August. Um, and we moved here eight years ago from Lake and Heath, England, actually. And uh, we live here in Pinehurst, North Carolina. Um, my name is Rachel Jensen. I have six children and we have been in the military for, my husband has been in the military for 18 years. He is a combat controller. And I'm originally from Arizona, and I also stay at home with my children. Hi there. My name is Lauren. Um, my husband has been in the military for almost 13 years. He's a PJ here at the unit, and we are going on about seven years of being here. I am a realtor in the area. We don't have any kids, and I'm just uh, for babies. So, Awesome. Perfect. Thanks. Uh, that's a, this is a good swath of experience that we have here and I know Rachel this is their second assignment here and six kids just blew my mind a little bit so you have your own fire team that's crazy uh to get us started so the audience can get to know us a little bit better um starting with uh Sarah I'd like to know how has your time been here in the in the time frame you and your husband and your family's been here and just give us a brief summary of of how it's been to you I would say there have been a lot of ups and downs 
but more ups than downs. And overall, this has been one of the best assignments that we have ever had. Awesome. So what has been um, some of the differences uh, just that you've noted from your time in Lake and Heath and then when you got to the 724? Well, geographically, I mean, I felt I feel like here there's much more opportunity in the local area for social involvement. And just as, you know, a stay-at-home mom, I just feel like there are plenty of opportunities to get involved. Um, but from a work standpoint and a schedule standpoint, um, I feel like I have had more time with Nick here than I actually have at other units. Uh, Lauren, how about you and Corey? So we moved from Florida. Um, we were at Hurlburt for about three and a half years, which is where we're both from, and then uh, got here in 2013. Um, our time here has been wonderful. I We live in Whispering Pines. I absolutely love it. And um, professionally, you know, being in real estate, it's a great real estate market. So it's really afforded me the opportunity to kind of grow professionally. Um I mean, I won't lie that the tempo is tough here. We're going on seven years, so I'm, you know, I'm very familiar with it. But it's been a great opportunity for not only me, but also Corey's career. Awesome! I got to put both Nick and Corey through uh, selection and OTC too. I got to be yep. part of their. I got to be a part of their process, so that was really, uh, it's really good. I really love those two guys to death. So, Rachel, over to you. I know you and Mike have been here multiple times, so. Um, kind of explain the differences as you guys move around and, and any difference the 724 that stands out to you in those moves. Sure. Um, I think that community can largely be what you pour into it. So I see those who invest uh, their time and their heart and their energy towards um, making the unit your family. And, and so um, the time that we were here 10 years ago is very different than the time that we're here now. But I do see a lot of kindred friendships. I do see a lot of people living life together. I do see a lot of people who uh, go through everything together, all the joys and all the sorrows and um, the ups and the downs and just incredible support. And so we're really grateful to be back here um, around some of the, I think, the best people on the planet. I mean, I mean that wholeheartedly. Um, and so we're just grateful. We're grateful to be back. We're grateful to be around people. We're uh, looking forward to continuing to build that community and continue those friendships and continue to um, be there for one another. So uh, Lauren yeah. mentioned it a little bit and we'll start with you, Lauren. How do y'all deal with the pace, the busy pace that the unit has? Cause it's no secret. Everybody out there who comes or who applies for it knows that they're going to be busy when they get here. So looking to how you guys, you and Corey have specifically dealt with it. Um, I think for us, it's just making sure that the time we're together, we are very intentional about it. Um, it's tough to schedule big vacations or things like that with these schedules. And so what we do is just kind of make sure that our home has become our, you know, place of vacationing. Um, so really making sure to spend that quality time together, even if it's a week or two at a time, you know, um, but communication has been one of the biggest things for us to make sure that we're both on the same page and understanding and then personally, keeping myself busy, getting involved in the community, uh, meeting new friends, making sure that I'm not afraid to, you know, show my emotions and, and tell people that, you know, I need a friend or company or, or I need to be alone, either one. So those are just a few of the things that have helped us uh, to mention them briefly. Love that. How, what's the longest, I don't have to be exact, but what's the longest you guys had to be uh, separated since you've been up here? You said seven years, right? 
Yeah. Um, I know we don't really keep count of any of this. I grew up in a military family and my mom was always very positive and it was kind of just something that you just dealt with, you know? Um, so yeah. the only year I know we had one year where he was gone for 306 days. <laughs> so That's I know there's been a couple since then that have been probably close to that, um, due to their training schedules and of course deployments, but um, we don't really keep track of it. It just kind of always feels like it's constantly, you know, in and out. It's a, it's a swinging door. I love what you said though, because it is what you make it. And if, if you can vacation at your house or, or when he's home, then that changes the whole ball game. So when he is on the road, um, we don't have to get into specifics, but when he is on the road, is there ever chances to go visit and uh, close that gap sometimes? Um, there are minimal chances, um, and we do try to take advantage of those whenever we can, if it's an East Coast thing or if it's a trip. And actually, I haven't actually had the opportunity to jump on any of their trips just due to scheduling and things like that. But if it's he's close on the East Coast and I can drive, um, I will definitely go. So I've done that. Um, but, you know, usually it's just we, we keep communication while he's gone and just know that when he gets home, we, we do our best to do fun things and, and stay connected. Sarah, how do you and uh, Nick handle it? Yeah, I think um, for us, expectation management is key. Um, we're similar to to Lauren and Corey that we don't really, I don't have a calendar where I mark off and keep count of how many days he's not here because then that's what my focus tends to be on. Um, we really just try to embrace the time that we are. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned um, from being here is that the communication between the two of us and how important it is for him to understand where I am mentally and emotionally and what I need from him and vice versa. I think that has made a really positive impact just having that door of communication open and then taking full advantage of the time that you do have together. Like Lauren said, um, you know, you don't have to go to Jamaica to have that quality time. And that's something that we just really try to focus on as a family. Uh, over to Rachel. And this is, you know, this question's tough too, because Rachel's husband's also an officer, an ST officer, which comes with a whole lot of accountability and some other things. So I know Mike has to work long hours at times. So Rachel, how do y'all balance that here? What Sarah and Lauren said, and I think that's very well put. Um, I think that Sarah's expectation management is very helpful, too. Um, I've learned the same thing. You don't count the days that are gone or the hours that are gone. You just appreciate the time that you do have with them. And it is kind of feels more like a holiday because you're with your best friend, and that in of itself is amazing. And so um, I completely agree with both of them. It is interesting, though, because we are in a different season where he's not uh, gone for the 300 days a year, which is what we did in our first eight years of marriage. Um, but it does account for still long hours and just being called away um, for, you know, day trips and week trips and things like that. So it's just different. Um, I, I had a really sweet widow, for, or a really sweet widowed friend um, who was back in her 90s and her husband was in World War II. And so she would really help me with understanding all the blessings that we do have, even though we do have that separation um, and the hours away and the so forth. And so she would tell me about how, you know, she had to wait for letters and that letters wouldn't come but six years or six months later and sometimes a year later. And, you know, just kind of gave me some of what it was like in World War II. There was no, 
uh, VTCs. There were no um, emails. There were no anything like that. And so she really helped me to just understand. She's like, we used to just tell, you know, you were just happy if they came back. You know, you didn't worry about um, the amount of time. And she said, you just normalize it. So with children, you just kind of, this is just your reality and you can either make the best of it or you can go around feeling sad or going around feeling bad for yourself or so forth. And it's not to say there's not times for that. There definitely is. Um, but she did a great job of just saying, you know, your dad is a superhero and that's what he does in real life. And what he does is the nation's business. And he is an incredible, wonderful person. And aren't you glad that you have such an honorable dad and so forth. And so it was, she was really helpful in my in my formative years and learning how to think of it differently. And so we kind of set that up for the children to just understand that their dad is a superhero and that the work he's doing is very important and is important in national security. Um, and so just to be grateful for that. And then um, Michael is extremely good at all of the time he has. He is very intentional to be loving with his family and with his kids. And each one of them know him really well and love him and have that. So, so the time we do have, while it may be limited, is always quality or most always quality. Um, instead of the time we have, we treat it as precious because we, we know that it is. Great. I love the story about the World War II widow as well. My first deployment when I, I, was, I started out in the Marine Corps, my first deployment was to Desert Storm, and I watched the guys. We were on ship for eight months, and I watched guys manage their family life through written mail. And they would only get a letter from their family about once a month. And um, it was powerful to think back on that. And then when 9-11 kicked off, we were lucky to have one phone that we passed around to everybody that we get to call our family on. And now I know it's a lot. we're a lot more connected when guys are gone, which is good. But it still doesn't make it easier that they're gone. So I really appreciate those answers. All right. Um, I got to the organization a long time ago, and we really didn't have a big family um, structure built up to support our families. But since then, and since I've been back um, from 2010 on, it has grown immensely. So I would love to hear, especially since all of you have been here for so long or so many times, um, what are some positives about that spouse and family support network that is building at the organization that other people should be aware of as they're coming in? Um, so I am grateful for the family support that we now have. Um, I'm so grateful for a PNC who's loving and involved and really will do anything for anybody and wants to care for everyone. And that's Megan, for those of you who don't know. I'm grateful for the psychologists that we have. I'm grateful for the doctors that we have. and be seen, um, hopefully, uh, anytime that they need and so forth. And so I'm just really grateful that we have that in place. That really is a huge privilege, especially seeing um, other units in, in other portions of the military and other branches and so forth. Um, it just makes me really, really grateful for um, the money and resources that the military has put towards um, our guys and gals, and I'm just grateful for that. Um, I, I do hope that we can get even to a better place where we're able to distribute that information and get um, some of our ladies and gentlemen, even more and more involved um, with all that they need access to. Um, but but the unit has everything there. Um, and if they don't, they're willing to get it. So I've been encouraged by the, the hearts and minds of the people that are there and they're willing just to serve and their willingness to do anything that needs to get done. So again, I just think we have some of the best people on earth here. And uh, I'm grateful for that. Rachel, thanks. Sarah, how's your experience been? Um, I would say that um, 
As far as resources are concerned, I echo what Rachel said. I think we have um, a much larger resource network available to us um, and even to our husbands um, for physical and mental and spiritual guidance and support, um, rehab, because that's a real thing. <laughs> they, they need rehab. Um, but I would say that I have seen a significant increase um, in positive communication from the unit. I know when Megan came on, so much changed for the better. Um, and as the unit continues to hear the needs of the spouses, they continue to do everything they can to meet those needs. And that's really wonderful to be heard and valued enough um, for those changes to be made. Awesome. And just to follow up, um, I know as Nick got to the organization, we were pretty scant on resources when it comes to strength coaches and physical therapists and and some of the psychologists that we have now. So um, I appreciate you mentioning that of it's available to the operators because that that affects them coming home and being more healthy and maybe more present with you guys as well. So thank you for bringing that up. Lauren, how about you? Um, I would echo even, well, what both Rachel and Sarah have said, but I, since I've been here for seven years and I've seen kind of um, the transitions in the staff, um, it's been really refreshing to see the changes since Megan and the rest of the staff has come in. Um, I really feel like when I first got here, as much as they were trying to connect and communicate with these spouses, it just wasn't happening. And I know that there's still going to be the holes and, and it's the building of trust that is, is going to take some time, I think, for people to trust the staff and be able to reach out to them for whether it be, you know, um, the social workers or, or anybody that they need to talk to. But just having that so strong or building is really, I've seen a big difference. Um, and I have a personal relationship with Megan and think she's great too. And I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of the other staff as well. And I just think it's, it's definitely going in the right direction compared to where it was when I first got here. So I can appreciate the hard work they're putting in. Um, beautifully next week, we're going to have Megan and a couple of the social workers and a psychologist on the podcast. So we'll get to talk even more in depth um, about their role here. And Megan's actually listening for the audience, too, so I'm sure her head is about as big as it can be right now. But uh, She deserves it because she has been absolutely phenomenal since she's been here. I think another point of discussion that we should have is where to live when you move here. You know, in the past, people thought about our organization, and they thought Pope Air Force Base, and they thought, I got to live in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Well, that's not true anymore, as most of our people live out in the Southern Pines, Aberdeen, Pinehurst, Whispering Pines area. So what are some things that people should know about the area where you guys live? And uh, what are some tips you would give them as they start thinking about, do we move here or not? We chose this area because it's much more family friendly. There's much less traffic. It's a safer environment. The schools are amazing. Um, and so that would be like my first piece of advice. I don't know if that's the right one or not, but to really find an area that you feel safe and comfortable in. And that's what we did. Um, but to be totally honest, um, coming here was a huge matter of prayer for us. We both at different times felt like it was the right thing and the wrong thing at the same time. Um, and it took us a few years to really decide for Nick to put in his packet. Um, 
when Nick first joined the Air Force and um, finished NDOC and went through PJU, you know, this unit's kind of like the pinnacle for the career of these guys. And a lot um, goes along with that. There's a lot of responsibility. And I wasn't sure that that was where we should be. Um, but we both ended up agreeing on it. And I came here for the first time when we actually moved here. So it was a whole, a whole new world for us. Um, we had started out at Herbie and then we're in um, Lake and Heath, England, and then here. So for us, it was really a matter of looking at each other's priorities and balancing out what is gonna be best for our family, what do we really want and cannot be achieved um, in North Carolina at this unit. How has that played out for you, Sarah? I would say it's played out as it should. <laughs> um, we have done a lot of growing since we've been here, both um, in our marriage um, as individuals. We've experienced a lot of brokenness, um, but that's everywhere in life. Um, I don't think anyone is uh, able to get away from that um, in life in general, but um, this is an amazing community. Um, I'll echo what we've already said. The support at this unit has become something that it hasn't been in the past and it continues to move in a positive direction. The community in our area is fantastic. Um, it's a welcoming community. It's a friendly community. It's a community that offers a lot of things. Um, and the unit for Nick has been one where a lot of growth has happened, both personally and professionally. Um, but it is, it has the best support um, that any other unit has not been able to offer, if that makes sense. It does. Perfect. Appreciate it. Lauren, over to you. Where should they be looking? Where is a good area to look at? What should they be considering as they move to North Carolina? Sure. So um, being a realtor, I'm actually bound to a different set of rules when I kind of answer questions like this. But um, honestly, I'll put, my, I'll put my plug in here. I will say one of the first things is get in touch with a realtor you trust or that you have a referral from. Uh, obviously, I'm happy to help anybody, but I can or any realtor can kind of help show them around um, without giving our opinions, uh, you know, based on being safe or things like that. I'm, I'm not able to disclose those things. Us personally landed in Whispering Pines because I echo what Sarah said. You have to find somewhere that feels home and safe to you. Um, and I just pulled into Whispering Pines. We lived in Aberdeen first and we had a great little rental house while we were looking for houses. And we ended up in Whispering Pines just because we, you know, love that there are lakes around and it just felt like home to us. And so whether that ends up being in the surrounding areas of Fayetteville or any of the areas out here, Aberdeen, Pinehurst, you know, Southern Pines or Whispering Pines, or now things are expanding into Carthage and things like that. I think that getting with someone that can kind of help uh, narrow things down for you uh, would be really, really helpful, whether that's talking to, like I said, a realtor or even friends that can tell you what area has each area has to offer, you know. Um, and then to echo what, you know, Sarah said as well at the beginning, even about expectation management, you know, we are from Florida and I miss Florida every single day that I'm here, but I still make this place a home and North Carolina is a wonderful place. And there are some people that make this their forever home, you know? Um, but Corey and I, when I first started 
talking to him seriously, his thing was, Hey, I'm, I'm, my goal is to get to North Carolina, to get to this unit. Um, as Sarah said, the pinnacle of his career was to get here and make sure that he had learned as much and gotten as much out of this as possible. And so I knew that this is where we were going to end up, which just helps, you know, it helps knowing whether it ends up being North Carolina or anywhere else that, you know, you just got to make it the best you can make it no matter where you end up. Yeah. I love these answers. These are, this is such good information for those out there. Rachel, how about you? Where did y'all decide or how did y'all decide um, where you were going to move this time as you were heading back to North Carolina? Sure. So let me see if I can give it in a more than one part answer. Um, The first part was you were asking about the uh, areas that I think are good to move into. And unlike Lauren, I don't have that. Lauren, I used to be a realtor, but I'm not anymore. So I can answer. (laughs) Um, Um, I think that Pinehurst is a wonderful area with Spring Pines, Southern Pines, Aberdeen, Bath. And then if you don't mind being a little bit further out, both Cameron, Sanford, or Carthage are all areas that I would highly consider. Um, It does obviously depend on what is important to your family. Uh, Some people really would love land. Some people would like bigger, smaller rentals, purchasing, and so forth. So there's a lot of different variables that go into actually where you're going to call home. Um, But I have noticed that a lot of people really enjoy living this side of the base. And then based on where one of the new places to work will be, um, this is also a good um, side of town that I would highly recommend. Now, and the second part of that question is, is we are actually moving from Washington, D.C. So we are in a very different boat. Um, We have lived in Florida, Washington, North Carolina, Florida, California, New Mexico, and D.C., and then came back here. And so we are coming from living in the city in D.C. Um, And so this change of pace was amazing for us. We've been in Washington, D.C. for the last three years, uh, and so we couldn't be happier. There is just kind people who are very genuine and giving and good neighbors and deep roots and um, really knowledgeable people who just know about the area and the land and so forth. So we we love it here. Um, and we have a little acre and a half, not too much land, but enough to enjoy and let the kids build forts on it. And uh, we just love it out here. I think, um, and Rachel brings it up, and maybe I should have led the question with it as well. Of our organization is split right now. Half of it is back on Mainside Fort Bragg, and half of it is closer out to the Southern Pines area. So eventually, in the next year or two, everybody will be consolidated out near the Southern Pines area. So if you live out in the Southern Pines, Pinehurst, Aberdeen, Whispering Pines, vast area, you're you and your husband will only be roughly about ten to twenty minutes away from our compound um, if that's where you choose to to live so I as well I lived in Fayetteville my first 11 years that I was here uh, I remember when Mike said he lived in Whispering Pines and he would leave work I'm like my gosh man you have a long drive home but now everybody lives out here and I think it's just a fabulous place to raise a family and I, I agree there's lakes everywhere there's just tons of things to do it's just a beautiful part of North Carolina so I love those answers I appreciate y'all um, giving that information out there Now, moving on to some reality, to some raw reality, I think it's important that we give the spouses, um, you know, there are some difficult times here um, for families. You guys have already highlighted a lot of it, but I'm just wondering from each of you, uh, what has been the hardest thing to adjust to during your time here and and how have you guys dealt with it? Um, I honestly think that being apart from Corey, 
so the tempo, I'll, I'll call it, has been the hardest thing about being here for sure. Um, because I think about everything else and it's just, you know, life is hard. There are always things that are going to be hard, right? Um, but the thing that I would rank the hardest is that, you know, I don't have kids. My husband is my best friend. We've been married for almost um, 12 years. And I, I absolutely would love to have him home every single day. But knowing from the get-go that was never a possibility, um, you know, there's that saying, energy flows where attention goes. So for me, I have chosen, and so has he, to put our energy towards how do we make ourselves better when we're apart. And that has really been the only thing that keeps me personally going when he's away. Um, but the training cycles, you know, on a training cycle, deployment on another training cycle and so forth, it is, like I said before, it's kind of a revolving door and it can get extremely exhausting to just be raw and real. Um, I remember that year I spoke about being gone, you know, him being gone for 306 days, um, I remember when he came home and told me that because he happened to just see it on, you know, his uh, system at work and thinking, well, no wonder it felt like you were never home because he really wasn't, you know, and that was kind of a harsh reality for me. But also at the same time, kind of gave me um, a little bit of justification for how I was feeling. And I think that for me personally, and the advice I would give um, new and upcoming spouses, because I have changed greatly in the seven years we have been here and grown, is to kind of let that ego go. And don't be afraid to talk to someone, whether it be your best friend, your mom, a church counselor, a therapist, the social workers at the unit, whatever it has to be, just don't be afraid to talk about how you're feeling and know that it is completely normal to have some resentment, to have some anger, to have some loneliness. All of those things are just what comes with this place. At the same time, it is balanced by all of the great things that, you know, Corey has accomplished and that I'm able to do in this great area as well. So, you know, everything has its ups and downs and, and truly it is what you focus on um, that has gotten us through. Man, I love that answer. Thanks, Lauren. Rachel, over to you. Just looking for the hardest thing you guys had to adjust to. And you could you could pull from the previous time you were here or this time or whichever you w would like. There are different answers. Um, hearing hearing Lauren, Lauren, I appreciate your honesty. That is um, awesome and true. And that, like um, both you and Sarah have said, kind of nothing new is under the sun. And both it, uh, it's, it's hard. So it's extremely hard. Um, I think building community is really important so that you don't feel as alone because there's definitely times when you do because you are. Um, so, you know, even when you have children or you don't have children, I mean, it's just different experiences because um, sometimes the kids are too young to even understand what's going on or when they're older, they understand in a way that's more, you know, difficult for them. And so it's just, it's just hard um, being away from your best friend and your loved ones um, it's incredibly hard. And then you also, just because most of us aren't in our hometown when we move back here or even anywhere around the world, um, I think building that community in is vital for success because, uh, like Lauren said, you can't have a church counselor or you can't have, um, you know, go to the psych doctor or you can go to the chaplain or social workers and so forth. Um, but there's something like the sweetness of a council of, with a friend. Um, so, so to answer your question, um, I, the hardest part, well, 
Yeah, I think that family separation, that's probably it. Uh, you know, you do live with the knowledge that your spouse is in danger. Um, now, as a Christian, I know that it's up to the sovereignty of God um, that our spouses aren't going to live one day longer, one day shorter than God wants them to. And so um, I, I come at it from that view, but that is something that can be in the back of our minds. So I think that's another part that can be very difficult. Um, and I, this is just a unit where you have a lot of opportunity to get stronger as a person too, because uh, you, you do a lot of difficult things. So you do both jobs. And I think that's a, that, that might be one of the hardest parts too, is that you are doing um, both your job and your spouse's job uh, when they're gone and to not allow resentment or bitterness to creep in, I think it's really important um, as they serve and you serve, um, you serve, you know, are attempting to love and serve them well. Uh, so. So well put. I appreciate that answer, Rachel. That was awesome. Um, I know these are hard to talk about too, because it kind of brings up a little bit of the pain, but uh, so far um, I have just thoroughly just been blown away by y'all's answers. All right, Sarah, how about you? What's the toughest thing that you've had to adapt to since you and Nick have been here? Um, I, I guess I think we're all doing a lot of echoing of each other's answers, and I think that's amazing. Um, I would have to say um, balancing uh, being mom and dad um, and also balancing the changing needs of our sons as they experience uh, deployments or TDYs differently as they get older because their needs are changing. Um, one of the things that I always share with people who are coming and, and with my kids and even with myself, I have to remind myself that, that I feel like every day is like a, a bowl and God fills it with different things. And I love ice cream. Who doesn't? And I say every day there's opportunity for ice cream to go in there. When dad's home, he's the sprinkles or the hot fudge or the whipped cream, whatever makes that a Sunday. But even when he's not there, you still have a bowl full of things that are really great and refreshing. And so um, I think that the biggest challenge for me, and it's one of the parts of my faith that I've grown in and come to an understanding is um, taking the pressure off of my husband to be my source of joy. Um, he cannot be the source of our joy and our happiness. He can be an accomplice to it and a portion of it, but I can't look to him to, to fill that joy in my life. And I can't look to my kids. That's where my faith comes in, but kind of relinquishing him from that responsibility, um, has made this experience a lot better. Um, because it's, it's a task that he can't actually fulfill. And so I think the, the hardest thing is, you know, being away and, and not knowing, am I doing all I can for my kids? Am I being everything I can be for my husband? Am I being the best friend that I can be? But in a space where there's so much wonderful community, and I think Rachel used the term, the sweetness of a, a friend, um, that is, that has made the, the hard part so much easier to kind of go through. I think there's a saying, and, and Lauren does so much physical fitness, she can correct the saying, but like your muscles don't grow or get stronger without work and without being challenged, right? And so um, we all have this opportunity to come and grow 
or to stay stagnant or kind of go in the other direction. And our family has chosen the, the, the former. We're going to grow. We're going to allow these hardships and these challenges to be an opportunity for us to grow stronger in our faith, to be better spouses, to be better friends. And um, I mean, every place that you go provides that opportunity, but I think here you have a really unique experience. That's awesome. I've got a permanent permanent smile on my face right now. You three ladies are amazing. This has been, this is a blast for me right now to hear how you guys process these things and deal with it. And I like the saying, it's true, if you don't put a muscle under strain, it's never going to grow. And Sarah, tying back into something you said about there's been some breaking points um, throughout your time here and how you've grown through those. You, the other saying is a bone grows stronger um, after a break. And so those breaking points also help us build strong relationships around those parts that broke. So I love all of this. Um, for families facing the decision of where they their next move should be because that's the reality the folks just like you guys all had to deal with all right it's time to move where are we going and that's a conversation you're having to have with your spouse um, with your family in mind so as the families and the spouses are out there having that conversation with their husbands right now what are some of the reasons why you would nudge them up to the 724 Sure. Um, to me, that's a little bit of an easy one because I just think that the mission here is extremely important. Um, and like I said before, I think these are some of the best people in the whole wide world. Um, so there are a lot of people that have a strong drive and are very motivated, um, that are faithful and hardworking and willing to do hard things. So um, this place itself attracts some incredible humans. Um, and so I think that would be one of the main reasons to come here. As we do know, it is a little bit harder on the family, um, but it also, like we talked about, doing those hard things does make you stronger. And if that bone does break, it does grow back um, stronger. And so um, I just think that it's a incredible people, incredible place, incredible mission. Um, and you do get some people that really sacrificially love each other. Uh, and so that that is why we've been trying to come back for 10 years. So you are so correct and a sacrificial love. Like everybody here is so bought into what they're doing and so bought into the people around them. It, it's honestly, I use the word magic too much. I've been told, but it is even today after I've been here for over 20 years, it's almost like magic when you go in and you sit there and you deal with these, these people who come in there every day driven and trying to get better. So thanks for that answer, Rachel. Uh, Lauren. Yeah. So, I mean, um, as we've spoken, you know, this, this place is and can be a little bit harder than maybe some other units, even though other units might have a higher tempo as well. Um, I think that the, the reward outweighs all of that. Um, I have seen my husband grow so much in the seven years we've been here. And just knowing that uh, he is one of those people that wants to be the best he can possibly be. And this is a place that has allowed him to do that is really cool to watch. Um, I, I am so incredibly proud of the things that he has done here that I'm not sure, sure he would have had have had the opportunity to do anywhere else, you know? Um, so it's just really cool and makes me extremely a, a very proud wife to know that the things he's been able to do is because of this unit. And um, I know it's made him a better PJ and a better husband and um, a better person overall being here and learning, you know, positive and negatives in all situations while we've been here. Love it. Thanks, Lawrence. Sarah? Okay. Yeah. I, um, I fully agree with what um, Rachel and Lauren said, I, 
to have watched Nick um, be able to do things that he has dreamed about for years um, and that he really wanted to aspire to do. Um, it's exciting to watch the people that you love have a goal and reach it and accomplish it. Um, I agree this unit um, I think is special in a lot of ways, but the, the men and women that are here truly aren't comfortable in just being good. They want to be the best because they know that their best is life or death for other people. And um, this unit holds them to that accountability. Um, but at the same time, there's this, such a special brotherhood. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching Nick grow. Um, and he's enjoyed watching me grow. And, um, you know, Lauren, just her husband's wonderful. And part of the reason he's so wonderful is because he has such an encouraging and supportive wife like Lauren and the same for Rachel. Um, we're a package deal. And I think this, this unit really provides the opportunity rather um, for everyone in your family to grow and to just experience a really full life. Thanks, Sarah, for that answer. Really wonderful. Appreciate it. Yeah, so the next question I want to ask you, ladies, and it's not meant to be negative, but really just to keep it raw and real with the audience is who may struggle during an assignment up here? What spouse or what type of person may find this almost intolerable if they get assigned here? So kind of going back to um, what we've talked about this whole time is, you know, expectation management and the sacrifice that uh, sacrifices that are made being up here. I think that what it requires is a hundred percent buy-in from the spouse and the military member and the family, if they're got older children or anything like that. I mean, I know you're maybe not get a hundred percent, but the communication has to be there and the support has to be there. If, if you are not ready to support your husband in a mission such as this one and a tempo such as this unit has, it is not going to be easy for you. Um, and then on the personal side of that, um, being a professional and, and being kind of newly out of college when we first moved here, it was very difficult for me to find a job that I really felt like was mine, you know, and that I could be really proud of. I had all of these dreams of graduating college and going and making it big and um, making really good money and being super successful. And while this is an amazing area here, the job market can be hard depending on what you have um, as far as your skill set. So now I'm so grateful that there are so many other opportunities that have come up for, you know, at home businesses and things like that. And I have found myself in a place that I love and the market here for real estate is great. But those were challenges that were very hard for me. And I can I can talk experienced in uh, talking with other people that have had the same type of experience. It's a make or break it for some of them. You know, when when you, the spouse has to clearly sacrifice maybe a career to be here and support the husband, that's that's what we have chosen because that's the we supported the mission and I support Corey in coming up here. Um, so that's something that I really feel like if if you're not a hundred percent bought in, it may not be the best place for you and your family. Lauren, love that answer, Sarah. 
Yeah, I would definitely echo Lauren. Um, you know, sometimes I struggle with, um, you know, hearing spouses uh, say, I'm, you know, I'm missing out on so much. I'm missing out on so much by being here. And, you know, I have to sacrifice. But that's what love is. And that's what marriage is. And um, the opportunity here to support um, your husband in such a special mission is one of sacrifice. Absolutely. Um, if the relationship isn't in a fantastic place right now, if your marriage is struggling and you're, you're working through some hard things, I'm not sure that this is the time to make your move. Um, but yeah, there's, there is going to be a lot of sacrifice on the spouse's part. Um, and I mean, I, I think Lauren said it better than I could. Um, it's not for everyone and that's okay at the same time. Yeah. To build on what you just said too, it's not like they're going to come here and have a, on the operator side, have a whole lot of time of settling in time, right? OTC starts pretty much as soon as you get here. And then the guys are busy for eight to nine months of training. Then they get to their organization or their unit, and then um, the madness begins in earnest there. So such good answers. Rachel, how about over to you? Sure. Uh, to be honest, I, I am the most concerned for the single people that move here, um, even more than the couples and the families, um, because they can struggle with loneliness, and they don't necessarily have somebody there to be concerned for them. Um, so that's who I my largest concern is with and has kind of always steadily been. So we've always tried to make sure we circle the wagons and that they're never left out. Because I think people with um, children or families or couples even sometimes feel a little bit um, like they, when someone is in that season, they at least have that understanding. Um, and it's the singles that I worry about sometimes being left out. So I'm not sure who the audience is, but um, that is who my concern is more for. Uh, because they can be home and lonely and not everybody knows. So um, that, that's my thoughts on that. The second part is um, we actually had one of the best military leaders of the last century um, when we first got here 10 years ago, or I guess 14 years ago. Um, and his name was Colonel Bolt, excuse me, Colonel Bowler, and I can say that now because he's retired. Uh, but he sat us new spouses down, and I think I was – I don't know, 22, and um, he pretty much brought us into a room, and <laughs> but he brought us into a room, and he sat us all down, and all of our guys were brand new to, I think they call it OTC now, um, but back then we just called it Green Team, um, and he, he went through some of the missions down here at this, you know, blacked out faces, but still faces where you could stand who was doing what, and uh, gave us privilege into seeing what they were, they were doing um, and just got us all riled up about the incredible job that our husbands were doing. Um, and he said, we need you guys to hold down the fort. You know, we Spartan warrior women um, that just, you know, if your husband is concerned about you, you're, you know, you're one of the reasons why he's going out and defending our freedom and, and fighting and protecting and so forth. And so if he's concerned about you, he's not going to be able to do his job. So we just need you to lock it down. And anybody who knows Colonel Bowler knows the strong language that he uses. But he, um, he just did a phenomenal job of getting us riled up. And when we were, when he was done, I was ready to go to war. I'm like, we're not sign <laughs> up. You know, he's just the point is, is that he he helped us understand what they were doing, 
and how important it was and how important it was for us to try to be calm and stable. And again, that's, that's not to say to not be honest or to not be vulnerable or not to have times of uh, weakness or brokenness. Those are all true, completely true, and we all experience those. Um, but it was more of the, it's okay to have hard times, but we really need you to do your best to understand the importance of what they're doing. And I think that that talk in the very, very beginning when I was brand new and young um, was just so helpful to keep that as kind of a step in the back of my mind that what's going on is really important. What you have going on at home is really important. And what they have going on um, away is really important. But really to do the best you can to lovingly support them as they do the best to you know, lovingly support you. Yeah, I love it. Any any Colonel Boulder stories is welcome on this podcast for sure. Um, and from the operator perspective too, the last thing we want those guys to have to worry about is anything other than what they're doing in the moment. Um, the surest way to get your husband back home to you is to keep them clear headed and, and have everything taken care of at home so they can focus on the nation's business and then come home and hopefully be the best husband and dad when they get back home. All right, ladies, we are rounding third base. We're almost at home. Last question. What advice would you give all the incoming spouses who are moving here this summer and for those spouses who are seriously considering making this organization uh, their next assignment with their spouses? What's some of those tips you could give them to help keep their relationship strong and help keep them focused while they're here? Uh, I would just say a couple things, and I think they're things that we've already mentioned, but um, the more you hear it, the more it sinks in and um, becomes, I guess, easy to recall. I would first and foremost say um, perspective. If you have the perspective of negativity, everything you see and experience will be negative. But if you have a positive perspective going into it and um, the desire to make this the best that it can possibly be for yourself and your family. I think um, you have a much better opportunity and um, I think it'll, it'll be a more positive experience. I think another thing is expectation management, which we talked about. Um, if, if you don't have the expectation of your husband having breakfast with you every morning and dinner with you each night and planning vacations together and always being around when you want him to be, um, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> it's just not going to happen, um, but it's not necessarily uh, the worst thing that could happen in the world. Um, I think, and then the, the final thing for me in my experience um, would be truly to just have a heart of gratitude um, for who your husband is and, and for his desire to even be doing what he's doing so that we can live the lives that we live and have the freedoms that we have. Oh, goodness. Um, well, to be honest, I couldn't do it without the Lord. Um, there were a lot of times when uh, things were hard or things were lonely or things were difficult. Um, and I knew, I know God and knew his word and was able to fall back onto that and to read what was truth um, and try to correct any ways of thinking that were an error and replace them with truth. And so, I mean, I echo also what Sarah said, which is, um, expectations matter um, and your perspective matter. I remember talking to somebody who just absolutely hated their time in Italy and somebody who hated their time down in Florida and so forth. And I was just thinking, how could you not like those assignments? Like, they're amazing. You're, you're in these beautiful places and so forth. But I realized that there's some people who 
are never happy where they are, um, and there's some people who are happy anywhere they are. Um, and so I think that um, just the perspective on and what you dwell on, again, it's okay to go through all of the things, um, but it's kind of where you stay, where you choose to stay. So I think contentment is important, and for me, um, correcting er ways of thinking that were in error with truth um, was was vital for the thriving in this work area instead of um, barely hanging on. Yeah, love it. Lauren, finish this off. Um, as we've mentioned, and I would completely agree with everything both Rachel and Sarah said for sure, um, this place is very unpredictable. And I think being able to go with the flow is one of the biggest assets that you can have um, and a personality for this place. So um, I would say communication is the biggest thing that will keep a relationship strong while you're here. Um, most of the things that these guys do, they can talk about. Of course, there are certain things that they can't. So just providing that safe place for your significant other to be able to communicate with you. Um, and I, this is so trivial, but it's just something that I feel like is so helpful. You know, we've talked about being that this tempo is fast and that it is a lot of stress on the family on different, you know, uh, spectrums. One of the best things that I finally learned was to outsource the things I could outsource to take off some of the pressure from myself. Because as you said, Trey, the, the least, the less I can have Corey worrying, the better. And I've always known that from growing up in a military family. But sometimes when there's so much going on, it's hard to remember to keep that off of them. And so one of the smallest things that I did that I'll never forget was to pay someone to do my yard work. I just was so overwhelmed and we finally, you know, agreed to start outsourcing and it relieved so much pressure for me that it, it enabled me to do better at being that supportive wife for Corey. So whatever it is for you, whether it's, you know, talking to a friend, spending more time doing whatever you need to do to get yourself in a good place. So especially when they're deployed, you can be that place for them. That is the sounding board and that is calm. And that is, you know, got everything together because that is what has to happen here. That's just the, that's just the raw truth. Such a great answer. And my, inside my head, I was jumping up and down when you were saying you were getting the yard done. And I think me and my wife probably struggled with that a little bit. We probably should have done more things like that to take the stress off of her which then added the stress on me downrange and just such good advice. Ladies, this has been probably my favorite podcast out of the dozen or so that we've done so far because your answers have been so valuable. I know there's going to be people out there who are going to get to make decisions off of what you guys talked about today. And I sure do appreciate you spending some time um, on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having us. All right, folks, another Insight Through Experience podcast is in the books. want to give another shout out to Sarah, Rachel, and Lauren for sitting down with us and providing some really good answers that will hopefully help spouses make that decision on is the 724 right for their next move. We're hoping that they say yes and they come up and have a, a fruitful life here at the 724. I also want to thank them for fighting through the technical difficulties of conducting interviews like this over the internet uh, during these times of COVID-19. So the ladies did fabulous with it. They made my job easy and it was just a pleasure to get to sit down with them for an hour and, and go over those topics. All right, y'all tune into the Insight Through Experience podcast next week. We're going to have a whole nother hour full of information for those thinking about making this a future assignment and we will see you then. Hope everybody has a safe week.